You're listening to Hutton Orbital Radio News Digest. As Operation IDA takes a pause to remember one of their own, friends and strangers gather at a memorial flight. On the contacts list, combat zones remain empty, evacuations pause for two minutes silence. The fires burn on just that little bit longer as the pilots show the Thargoids what we're made of. We are humanity, and it's that humanity that makes us strong. We may lose our friends, and we may be missing our wingman, but by taking the time to remember them, we prove that we are unbeatable. A casket makes its way towards a far distant nebula etched with the message, I've known adventures and seen places you people will never see. I've been off-world and back, frontiers. I've stood on the back deck of a blinker bound for the Plutian camps with sweat in my eyes and watching stars fight on the shoulder of Orion. I've felt wind in my hair riding test boats off the black galaxies and seen an attack fleet burn like a match and disappear. As the ships head back to their home worlds, pilots give one last salute and then fire up their in-ship audio systems. Our mics are live. Good evening, ladies and gentle truckers everywhere, and welcome to another edition of Hutton Orbital Live from Studio 5 here in Alpha Centauri. As usual, I will be being your Rudolf Hucker, and it is my very great pleasure to welcome to the studio your crew for the evening. First tonight, all the way from the Imperial Gladiatorial Fighting Arena, we are joined by the current super heavyweight champion of the galaxy. Let's get ready to rumble with Arthur Wrightes. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I think you seem to have got me confused with somebody else. Hang on, hang on, it says here, you're Arthur. Indeed, sir, you're, you're quite right. People often make that mistake. However, my pugilistic tendencies are reserved for hitting the textbooks hard before space exploration examinations. <laughs> uh, l- last time I actually hit anything, it, it, it was the bottle. And uh, I can tell you, that broken finger ached for months. Ah, um... Well, that throws out the jokes for this script, then. We're really on the ropes now. Well, uh, joining us from Canon Interstellar, we have Icarus Maru. Good evening, folks. (laughs) We've lost him again. Well, the Atrus 5060 is still missing in action, and we're hoping to have Icarus back with us any second now. Um, But uh, for the time being, uh, good, good to have you aboard. Um... But Good evening, sw- oh, he's truckers back. from uh, the team on the Gnosis. Atreus 5060 appears to still be missing in action, so I'm here for all the science that you need for the week. Oh, good to have you on board at last. Uh, quick question, was the Icarus Maru the one that Kirk cheated on? Uh, no. Right, uh, well, before we make a mess of anything else here, and I get it completely wrong because we've got the wrong people, uh, we do have, I think, Paul McCockney. All right, mate. And a pair of snockers, reunited now that Norma found the loo after the last show. Good evening from him. And good evening from her. And now, time for the headlines. Out of cheese error solved as mysteries unfold. Cross chat starts as Atom goes cross platform. 
Team Hotbox apologise again for something they did. Hudson shut down Tantrum as government fails to back his Thargoid wall. All the latest from the battlefront against the Thargoids from Canon Interstellar. Lou's been loose with news from Hutton Space. Enormous knockers seen at the launch of the new CGs. First night, in conjunction with boffins from Canon Interstellar, microbiologists and xenobotanists, Hutton News is exclusively able to reveal where all the cheese disappeared to in the year 3300. After five years of searching, exploration teams, headed up of course by Dr R. Cannon, have finally located that piece of brie you left in the fridge after Christmas all those years ago, along with the Stilton that nobody wanted to finish as it got a bit pongy, and the Jarlsberg that had turned into a Bakelite. Yet after one particularly cheese-filled galactic Christmas, it had all gone so bad after being left uncovered in the fridge that the agents of the Dark Cheese Wheel had flushed all the galaxy's cheese supplies into deep space. It is only now, after five whole years, that the devastating effects of this have become apparent as pilots return to populated space with stories of giant fungus, xenobacillus, semi-sentient Eden balls, penicillin the size of small moons, and strange spiky things that may or may not have evolved from the leftover chutney on the side of the plate. The effects of deep space radiation have given birth to a wealth of bizarre creatures and fungal infections to terrify even the most hardy watcher of Attenborough XV's The Life of Cheese, the Collywobbles. From gourd mollusks to collared pods, from giant anemones to singing brain trees, Hutton can exclusively confirm they've totally made up all their made from leftover cheese Christmas cheese that's been in space for too long and subject to radiation nebula gases, repeated heating and cooling, probably a little fermentation due to Lagrange clouds and a little electricity. Let this be a warning. If you have been in direct contact with these strangely evolved and possibly semi-sentient milk products, there's even a vegan one we've been told out by Colonia that's made of mushrooms, please ensure that you wash your hands and ship thoroughly and whatever you do, stand down solar wind of everyone until you get the quarantine safe signal. You wouldn't want some militant Wensleydale to start eating your hull, nor would you want an extreme case of mods hysteria brought on by space listeria. Scientists, engineers and computer science majors have announced this week that they've been unable to connect pilots using rival ship communication systems available to Hutton. Luckily, we've got a fusion. An Intarius fusion, and he's jury rigged some tinfoil, a couple of old mobile phones, and some string with the aid of a team of well fed hamsters, and has managed to pinpoint the location of hotbox commanders to add to the Hutton Helper. Hot on the heels of this, working with a couple of sound engineers from this very studio, and Commander Claire Helen, they've managed to get the Translatortron 3000 in action and allow Hutton ships to communicate with each other. Yes, They've begun trials of HOTCOM, allowing PWP to go on even when you're using your thumbs to fly spaceships. We've all just got to learn to speak like Team Hotbox do now. 
Keep your eyes peeled for details of the HOTCOM in forthcoming weeks. And now, we seem to be a bit big on the box this week. Here's a severe Hutton incidents transcript message from Hotbox. Incident location, Colonia. Date and time of incident, 1300 hours, Wednesday 26 December 3304. Reporting officer, Commander Mia Haler. Circulate to His Fluffiness, Sir Alvin Defa and Progenitor Lael Wolf. Type of incident, security, yep. Outbreak, yep. Traffic, yep. Hotbox, uh, yep. Type of damage, life, yep. Ship, yep. Station, yep. Psychological scarring, yep. All of the above. And, um, sorry, interspecies war. Message proceeds. Hi, it's me again. It was a day after Christmas, and all through Colonia, not a creature was stirring, apart from Umbrella Ella Ella mollusks and four hotbox numpties in a pair of Type 9s, which we've flown out from the bubble especially. After extensive research and a scouting trip, Commander Short Engineer 78, known to Dan as his mates, directed us to the first site. I brought Commanders Rampage 737 and Wraith Bobby B out with me. Both were very excited to have a day out and sit in the downstairs seat in Frisky Hippo. Our first encounter went well, with lots of oohs and ahs and hollow selfies being taken. We met up with Dan in Shaky Moo Moo and he took us over to another Lagrange crowd to see a different kind of space mollusks. This time they were yellow green. Fancy that. As we got up close for a scan, there was some commotion on the lower bridge. Rampage was complaining that his mug holder was on the wrong side of the chair and that he couldn't reach it properly whilst Booby was shouting something about not being able to see the mollusk because of the canopy strut. The bickering continued as I launched camera suite drones to get some images for the codex. The argument downstairs had descended into full-on slapses, air pudding and high-pitched screams after Bobby spilled Rampage's coffee whilst trying to get a better view. With all this going on, I may have accidentally triggered the thrusters boost and propelled us into the nearest mollusk. There was a sort of crunch from the frisky hippo and a yelp from the mollusk as it was bounced backwards across the system. Of course, Dan recorded the old thing and uploaded it immediately to Galnet. I was contacted by a local flight prevention officer and ordered to the nearest station. I tried to argue that it as my birthday and the whole headbutting an umbrella mollusk with a type 9 thing was just high spirits and she was having none of it. She was very grumpy. Something about starting and eating interspecies war? The frisky hippo was undamaged though. The last part may be true, but since the umbrella mollusks are 21,000 light years away and they're really, really slow, I wouldn't bother about them just yet. So, here we are again. On behalf of Team Hotbox, I'm very sorry and um, etc. You know the drill. Happy New Year, Mia Howe, Apology Officer, Team Hotbox. Um, P.S. Sorry again. Local political loony and self-styled saviour of the galaxy, President Hudson, <coughs> has thrown his government to the wolves this week as he is refusing to give them keys to the federal treasury to pay for important projects like everybody's salary due to being blocked from funding an anti-Thargoid wall around federal space. 
Said to be costing many billions of millions of trillions of credits, the wall, originally thought to be a Dyson sphere of incredible size and clearly beyond the capabilities of human engineering, is now said to be a big string line between all of the systems holding notices at several intervals saying, Thargoids not welcome on it. President Hudson is said to be outraged that his idea has not been taken seriously and is threatening not to pay anyone until someone ties the string on, pays for it, he says Thark the Mighty is paying, but we don't know what green and sticky currency that will be in, and of course hails it as a success. The federal government states that everything is fine, this will all blow over by next week when a compromise will be reached that probably involves taking his latest communication device away and promising to name another federal capital ship after his mum. In the meantime, we understand that the entire Federation is surviving on donation missions in the Sol system, cunningly disguised as a method to increase your federal rank on the way to getting hold of your very own Corvette. Other ships, of course, are available, including those lovely ones from Lake on Spaceways. We won't mention the Imperial ones, though, as they're decidedly suggestive-looking, and were probably designed after a particularly entertaining orgy on Akadar. That reminds me, did I ever tell you about that time that I met the Emperor at one of those? Good evening, Hutton Truckers. Icarus Maru reporting from Canon Interstellar Research to give you the latest news in and around Thargoids and their menacing activities. Last week, pilots successfully defended against the incoming attacks on several systems. This week, the current threats are in several spots. The first two can be found in the bubble, those systems being Ross 596 and Nian. In the Pleiades Nebula, three systems are under attack, those being the systems of Atlas, Leon, and Saleo. Any pilots wishing to combat the threat are requested to report to the reported systems and drop into non-human signal sources to combat any Thargoids within. Anyone wishing on advice to build their ships can report to Cadence Lab 69 or to the Anti-Zeno Initiative. Operation IDA has requested that all combative pilots divert their efforts to defend the Pleiades systems under attack, especially the Saleno system as it is one of their two home systems. Any pilots unable to fight back are requested to deliver commodities to Cleaver Prospect in the system of Pleiades Sector HR-WD1-57. And that's all for tonight from Cannon's Report. Best of luck, truckers, and for the mug. Under the new system, we've had elections in Wolf 359, where we won Powell High, and Epsilon Indy, where we won an installation. We have also had wars in Alpha Centauri, where we won to retain control of our assets and the system, and in Ross 671, where we won Watson Port. So, despite the changes, we're still keeping everything under control, and there is little of note to report. We are basically in investment. Almost all systems are in this state, apart from a couple of booms, so regardless, it's a great time to get out there and make some money. The only system where another faction is a bit close is Trepin, so a bit of work there will be useful. Apart from that, check the influence page on hot.forthemug.com and work from the bottom up. Oh, Motron. Over in Colonia, or Cololonia as our recent lovely guest has renamed it, we have an election in tier which we want to win. So please do not deliver any expiration data there, as we don't own any of the stations. We've had a bit of a drop in Eol Procol Centauri, so 
When you've had your fill of helping the election, a few missions there would be helpful. Doriso is also fairly stable, so that just needs keeping steady. Now, over to my beloved Norma and her gorgeous pair of CGs. Both Federal and Imperial Navies requesting supplies of various commodities this week. An open order for military supplies has been placed on behalf of the Federal Navy by the League of Zerla and a parallel operation is being run by the Imperial faction, the Cersor Company. More details later. Hutton Orbital Spaceways would like to apologise for the late arrival of the inbound service from Sol. Grandchildren of the passengers originally waiting for the service are advised that boarding will commence from Bay 2. Travellers are advised not to keep their in-cabin sunbed switched on for the duration of the journey to the station for medical reasons. For those of you craving excitement during the journey to Hutton Orbital, Channel 16 has a live feed of grass growing in a field, and Channel 17, a live feed of rock weathering away. On Channel 14, our classic audio story for the journey is War and Peace. I'm Van Tien, also known as David, and joining me in the studio tonight we have Icarus Maru from Canon Interstellar. Good evening, Icarus. Good evening. Well, it's not really evening, is it? It's sort of lunchtime for you at the moment. Uh, more or less. It's actually three o'clock now. Oh, three o'clock. Well, it was one o'clock when we started talking. Could you introduce yourselves? I mean, obviously I've said, Icarus, that you're from Canon Interstellar, but we dropped you in at the last minute. Um, who are Canon? Who are you? And uh, how are things over on the Gnosis at the moment? Well, Canon is a group of scientists, as I'm sure everyone know, who tend to document any anomalies or anything that isn't human, or even might be human, out there in the galaxy that has yet to be documented and studied. And uh, I joined Canon about a year ago or so, maybe a little more now, Uh, and... A few years ago, I became, or not a few years ago, a few months ago, I became a boffin for Canon, and just today I was chosen to be on the show. Yes, it was Star Beaver. Don't. He's in the council, I believe, um, which is essentially right below the doctor himself. But yes, he is one of the admins. Oh, absolutely. Honestly. Uh, everything's been coming in so much that it's been so overwhelming that I kind of just crashed. However, I did make one discovery credit-wise in that the pilot-made Road to Riches for exploration has been tremendously um, outdone in the fact that it pays out a tremendous amount more of credits than it used to. Yeah, it's approximately around there. I somewhat did that. I used a special system that calculates a route based on different things you put in, and it gives you a circular route that you can use. 
Oh, so with, oh no, hang on, so we've got yeah. another mute. So all the questions I just asked you are muted because in, in amongst all those other shenanigans, I managed to mute my own microphone, which was fantastic. Oh. So all those questions, <laughs> for the listeners, you're going you're gonna to have to fill in all the questions I just asked him yourself, judged by the answers he gave. It's part of the test on the show tonight. Right, we are back to normal. All the buttons are live. It'll all be all right in the edit. It's <laughs> basically right. trucker's jeopardy. Oh, that's it. Oh, give up now. I'm not going to give up now. Um, <coughs> well, well, thank you very much. And thank you very much for joining us. Of course, um, as regular listeners know, people who contribute to the radio show, even failed radio shows, get a lovely prize from Hutton. And I, I'm going to definitely make Cow send this prize out as well. So at the end of the show, Icarus, if you survive it, then please do send a message over to um, to I took part at HuttonOrbital.com and we will send you a little thank you for coming to join all these shenanigans. And uh, hopefully you're going to be joining us for a few more things uh, later in the show. Now, there are... Hang on a second. There's, there's a whole list of them, and I'm going to get them up as well. So, so far, the Codex contains solid mineral spheres, lattice mineral spheres, brain trees, Roseus, Carpanosus, Atrinus, Viridian, Livian, Aureus, Simantilius brain trees, Bark mounds, Anemones, Luteus ones, Crocius ones, Punicius ones, Roseus ones, Blatinus, Rubius, Pressinus, Roseus ones, Sinuous tubers, Metallic crystals, Collared pods, Gourd mollusks, Squid mollusks, Silicate crystals, Ice crystals, Crystalline shards, Bell mollusks, Umbrella mollusks, Lagrange clouds, K-type and E-type anomalies. And that's just for starters, but not what, much. Then what do you get when you get there? I mean, are they are they are they just pretty things, or is there are, are there are there materials? Do we know? Does anybody know if there are this, there's stuff there as well, or are these just find them, bring them, bring the data back? I mean, is there big data payout? Is there are there materials at these places? Don't know. Don't know. I mean, I know some of them are um, some of the, the the gaseous clouds electrify you and set fire to you and kill you with well things. certain properties of these lagrange clouds see there are electric ones and the lightning strikes tend to strain one area from um, what i've seen so like each strike stays to its area and there's certain areas that are also constantly electrified but if you do get hit by the electricity it disables your ship and it deals an immense amount of damage to you. you are we talking Thargoid levels of damage, fields. or are we talking we're talking more than Thargoid levels? It's probably a little less than Thargoid, actually, but it takes down your shields pretty fast, and it will deal a very quick amount of damage over time. So the more you stay in it, the more likely you're about to die. Right, okay. And and this is a, a, a local range area effect. I mean, you can fly out of it. It's a bit like flying into one of these Guardians, um, you know, space beacons and the electricity flying around. You just, you know, go a kilometre away and you're safe? Or is it a, you know, GTFO and, and highway count? Kind as of long as you're not directly in the area where lightning can strike you. So as long as you're not getting directly struck, you can get out at any point, uh, as long as you're not getting struck immediately. All oh, right. Okay. So it's a fairly precise. So I mean, these are all fascinating places. I mean, the the um, I mean, the brain trees we knew about because we had LCO LCU no full light one gave us a bit of a review from the brain trees and apparently they're different kinds now. The bark mounds just look like big snotty hills and they're around novas and supernovas. The anemones look like it says on the tin. They're sort of balls. Um, sinuous tubers. I've not seen those ones. What th those are like? Some had, I've been told they're a bit like if you were watching um, Pitch Black, the thing that Stop all the aliens bullet. come out Ooh, of yeah. and fly out the top of and kill everyone. 
They're a bit like those. I really don't know. I have yet to see these. There is one anomaly that I have seen a commander report. It's only one commander who's ever reported it, and probably for good reason, because the spot it happens out in is past Colonia over near the Galactic Core. Ooh, you're, but, you're talking sort of Beagle Point kind of distance. No, not Beagle Point. It's over near the Galactic Core. Oh, so it's... Okay, fine. So it's... It's after Colonia and then into... Yeah, okay, I get what you mean. So there and turn third star to the right and carry on a bit. Yeah. I reckon we should send King Enki and the es- Winard out there to check it out. Essentially, the odd space mollusks out in that area were observed to do a weird... We don't even know what it is, but they would approach each other facing tentacles and suddenly zap electricity between each other. Okay, and have you guys been organizing any science out there? I mean, because obviously, when, when the um, the Thargoids were first discovered, the, the there, there were signals and spectrum hidden in sound effects, and um, you were able to find more planets as a result, and that that kicked off the whole. In fact, we're going to blame you for the Thargoids. That's the easy way. Um, oh, okay then. But at least it, people it, have finally stopped blaming me for the Thargoids. That yeah, would be well, good. Well, we haven't shot them. We haven't shot them. Uh, no, hang on a second. Has anybody shot these mollusks yet? <laughs> uh i don't think so actually i don't think the commander shot this specific type because only one commander has found it and recorded it and uploaded it uh well if um if you do have the details of that and you, you want to share it with uh, the uh, the green room chat here then i'm sure somebody will post it up on the hutton page as well if you've got that video or you, you know where to find it please do point us in that direction okay I but can, is, is, do, can we up. confirm there's active science going on by canon to do it like really intrusive probing research into these things at the moment really all that's going on is finding stuff logging it figuring out what it does and can we kill it <laughs> can we kill it that's a fairly take off my shoe and I'm going to hit it hard and just see if it. What did anybody else see that thing over in Australia where there's a police called because somebody was screaming, "Why won't you just die?" And then they turned out that there was some guy terrified of spiders trying to attack some monstrous man-eating, <laughs> you know, bitey spider thing. And the police Being got called because his, his neighbours thought he was killing his family and actually he was trying to attack a spider. But then Being again, terrified of spiders and living right. in Australia is not a good mix. No. Um, apparently this thing was trying to, I don't know, climb into the sink or something, which was a safe place for spiders and, and water. I suppose you don't want a spider hiding down the plug hole just in case it comes back out again. Well, the thing is, have we opened Pandora's box here? I mean, we all these things have been found. This is Pandora's box open. They're all out. They're all wriggling over the universe. We left the cheese out. It's gone mouldy. We've now reaping the rewards of all that mouldy cheese. And um, what what about these rumours that somebody's trying to engineer the Gnosis to be a like a, a giant transforming robot as well, or is that just complete myth and Christmas drink talking? I will not confirm nor deny anything. So the next, everybody thinks it's going to be space legs and and atmospheric landings. I think it's going to be elite dangerous colon transformers. You know, you're going to hear that noise, and then your vulture is going to become a really small robot that gets crushed by something big. Oh, crap, I never realised how much yet. I wanted that. Mm. Yeah, we're going to walk around the planet services just... like Mech Warrior or something. I, my concern is, what exactly is a colon transformer? A what? <laughs> uh, also, I just posted You said Elite Discord, Dangerous Colon uh, Transformer. The... 
video. I did, yes. <coughs> I just posted in the Discord the video that I mentioned. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. The flight now arriving at Bay 3 is the 2143 from Sol. So if you have relatives that set off in that year, please collect your great-great-great-grandchildren at arrivals. Now, um, Steve. Hello there. Now, hang on a second. I'm going to have to push and find this button and we're... We've got some breaking news. This should be messaged to me. We have, yes. Um, hang um, on, so we have... before you say anything, there's an important question okay. that the Icarus needs to ask. So, Hot Pit Team, what does it all mean? I hate that question. Well, <laughs> we we have a new state. Oh, we have what? a state that is you're, a... you're in a state. No, it's no, the we state have of a surprise. New state. We haven't seen it before. We have a pirate incursion. Oh, what? In Wise. A pirate incursion. incursion. So this is like famine, but with more pirates. Well, yes. Not that many. Pirates. But this isn't this isn't low security. I mean, I, I saw Wise, and Wise was in Civil Liberty and Boom. Yes, this is this is actual pirates have just dived in, and it's not happened before. We're not a hundred percent sure what it means. The only real instructions we have so far is complete relevant missions and bounty hunting contracts to drive the pirates from the system. So this is a third state. So we're now in three states in Wise. Yes. So okay. The general security is good, civil liberty. Um, we're in investment, so we're pr prospering financially. But then these dastardly pirates, obviously the Don's men, have decided the they're going to dive into Wise. That and... sounds like a wonderful team name. Who are you? you? We're the Don's men. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a, a new state called Pirate Attack or Pirate Incursion. Uh, pirate Attack, yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing it means that you get interdicted a lot more, but it also means there are more pirates about wanted ships in supercruise. And it looks that way. Yep. I would guess that it won't go away until we do enough bounty hunting. Hint, hint. I would imagine so. Yeah. Again, we've we've not got any real details. So pilots, get in your combat ships, get over there, um, look at what missions and contracts are available, and uh, follow the instructions. Okay. Well, that sounds fun because um, we get to blow things up, and that, that's the kind of thing that Tyron, I would. Seems to like so yes, yes um, because the rest of our systems now. What does it all mean? Is a great question. The rest of our systems are absolutely stable apart from Claire Helen's. Well, obviously, one twenty-four. I think one twenty-four has taken a bit of a battering recently, but other than that, yes, we, we seem to be we seem to be elated everywhere. Yeah, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy or elated, and we've got no war, no election, no, no lockdowns, no civil unrests, no lots of investments, a couple of booms. Now, what does investment? actually mean for void opals they sell for much more yes obviously if they didn't want them in the first place like 10 times zero is still zero but any system that was buying them for half a million will now buy them for three quarters of a million there you go which is quite handy yeah alvin it, is wagging his tail that's what the thumping noise is i thought i thought something else was going on there that's why your scene is falling in <sighs> Okay, well, look, thank you very much. So basically, for the time being, for this weekend, what we want to do is everybody go to wise 08550714 and go pew pew. But there's a warning here. What kind of ship do you want to take to wise 08550714? A very, very big one. No. <laughs> no, no. Medium no. and small one. Do not take a cap ship. Yes. You want to be taking your crate armed to the teeth because, yes. yes, it is Yamazaki, which only has medium pads. This is true. If you're not happy fighting in your medium or small ship feel free to take a ship of the right size in collect the missions go away fetch your corvette come back 
and go do it that way around. It's a bit more time consuming, but yeah. if that's what you need to do. Or do, do the pew you, pew in your Corvette, then switch to a handy in ship and then go back to it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But you, you can't land and collect or hand in missions. Yeah. And in a doing the work ship. there and then handing it elsewhere does not help either. No. You actually need yeah, to go to Lael, grovel on your knees at the station and say to her, look, here, look, I've got you some bounties. And she said, but where are the whispers and where are the lion bars? And then we end that joke there. <laughs> and you have to accept the joke because it's Lael. Yes. Just nod, smile and get out. That's my sort of thing. Aquarius, you're going on a long journey. The zero G is doing funny things to your brain. As the moon passes through your sign and the lunar cycle is tied with your body, if faced with pirates on a full moon, you stand a good chance of winning. However, beware of Uranus when fighting a full moon. here with this week's Community Goals News. Two CGs this week, supplies for the Federal Navy and supplies for the Imperial Navy. An open order for military supplies has been placed on behalf of the Federal Navy by the League of Zeola. A spokesperson for the organisation gave the following statement. The Federal Navy urgently requires shipments of battle weapons, landmines and performance enhancers to be delivered to Pearson Hub in the Zeola system. A parallel operation is also being run by Imperial faction, the Thursa Company, which announced <coughs> the Imperial Navy's Logistics Division has authorised us to process, process deliveries of battle weapons, reactive armour and Imperial Slaves. The drop-off point is Mitchell Hangar in the Sursa system. Both began today, 3rd of January, and will run for a maximum of one week. And that's this week's CG News. Thank you very much, Flossie. Captain Orbital Radio. Where all the sexy people go, and anacondas sell for 100 credits. Galnet News Digest Review of the Year 3304. We recall the news so you don't have to. Part 5. New Things in the Galaxy. A number of improvements were made to the galaxy over the past year. Here's a very quick rundown of some of the most exciting. February. Galactic authorities introduce a number of much harsher responses to crime with the introduction of advanced tactical response and detention centres. 
Bounties, now never go dormant, and killing members of the Pilots' Federation raises something called notoriety. Lacon introduces a new, medium combat ship, the Alliance Chieftain. The keelback gets a second seat, which makes operating the ship-launched fighter a whole lot easier. The Lacon Type 9 gets a massive increase in cargo space, with an extra size 8 bay. Engineering gets easier, with progressively improved modules, pinnable blueprints, remote engineering and per-material storage caps. Synthesis is also improved, often with simplified requirements for easier-to-find materials, although the actual process of synthesis is now much slower. The Guardian Frameshift Drive Booster is introduced and then immediately withdrawn for modification after it's discovered that ships fitted with the module have a zero light-year jump range. Galnet Audio becomes available for those who like their news read to them. June. The Guardian Frameshift Drive Booster is reintroduced. It works this time, opening up faraway places for explorers and often allowing combat ships to jump as far as the next system. Falcon de Lacey introduces the Crate Mark II. All other ships are parked up as everyone goes crate crazy. Lacon introduces a new medium combat ship, the Alliance Challenger. August. Lacon introduces a new medium combat ship, the Alliance Crusader. Four new engineers set up shop in Colonia to service the needs of the swelling masses of commanders displaced by Thargoid activity in the bubble. Commanders who have lived in Colonia since its establishment are angry to discover that these new engineers will not do business unless their prospective customers have already used bubble-based engineers to customise their ships. Further controversy ensues when it's discovered that one of the new engineers, Etienne Dorn, is demanding that his customers bring him cryogenically frozen humans to keep in his dungeon. December. New mining technology is introduced, including the new pulse wave analyzer, the new abrasion blaster, the new subsurface displacement missile, and the new seismic charge launcher. Thousands of commanders set off to make their fortunes mining. Thousands of commanders forget to fit at least one of the new devices. Mining asteroids from the inside out and even cracking open asteroids reveals new ranges of minerals with silly names such as rod plumsite. One mineral in particular, so-called void opals, catch the imagination partly because of their exquisite blackness but mainly because of the ridiculously high prices they command, at least until oversupply starts to reduce demand. Environmental campaigners protest about the clouds of mining debris left in previously pristine rings by the modern-day Klondikers. Exploration equipment is also vastly improved with the new Full System Scanner, capable of discovering all the bodies in a system with no need for intra-system travel. 
A completely new version of the detailed surface scanner maps bodies using probes, returning information about any surface sites of interest, meaning that the many exciting undiscovered things out in the galaxy can now become less undiscovered. The DSS can also be used to find mineral hotspots in planetary rings, and the FSS can be used to find signal sources. Both the FSS and the DSS require the commander to be in supercruise and throttled right back, leaving them sitting ducks for pirates and other ne'er-do-wells. Squadrons are introduced, leading to confusion in the LAVE system, where the LAVE radio network manages to become leaderless within 24 hours of establishing the squadron. A profanity filter leads to words like poo being turned into asterisks, which is a problem if your name is Commander Wotherspoon. Falcon de Lacey releases the Crate Phantom, the first new exploration-capable ship since the Diamondback Explorer. The other new ship, Zorgon Peterson's Mamba, is supposed to be modelled on the old racer of that name, but is tweaked to make it safer and less fun. And there's a new orrery system map. After five minutes playing with it, no one remembers that there's an orrery system map. And that was the final part of this year's Galnet News. Galnet News, we recalled the news so you didn't have to. So uh, one might be able to find uh, the first four parts, and they are very good, on YouTube at tinyurl.com forward slash galnet3304, or, of course, on media.forthemark.com, assuming the server hasn't caught fire and exploded. Howdy there, hoss. I'm Buck. You see this asp? This ain't your asp. This one's mine. But it could be yours. The Lake On Spaceways ASP is the ultimate in versatile space flight. Why, it has more uses than a mason jar at a county fair. It even has a tool for removing stones from horses' hooves. Old Bessie sure appreciates that. Your new ASP can be rigged in three wonderful editions, exclusively from Lake On Spaceways. You can get yourself an Explorer ASP for those long road trips to the Crab Nebula, a Combass for taking part in the next nearby Civil War, or even our most popular edition, the Hall Asp, perfect for trucking to hunting, just like old Buck Naked did during the hunting run. Take my advice, partner. Everyone should have a good asp they can trust to keep on trucking all night long, only from Lake on Spaceways. Crossed at a hell of a beast 
Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker Normally we have uh, Buck Naked at this point but there's no report from Buck Naked this week on the Hutton Trackers because he's currently stuck in lockdown um, somewhere near Seoul, something to do with, I don't know, shutdowns and tax season and duck season and rabbit season and the whole of the IRS being on pay tomorrow sometime in the future. What is it? I'll pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today, leave. That um, <clears throat> they promised they'd been paid for, honestly, and therefore he's he's in limbo. Um, so he's. There, there, f- there was a rumour that he was waiting for the tax machine to answer to his uh, R2 unit uh, who still uses ancient comms tech. But, but, okay, now last week I stood in for, I tell you what, uh, let's, let's see, last week I stood in for him, so I'm, I'm just going to pull the page up again, uh, because we've got two things to do this week, we've got uh, Hutton's This Week Top Trucker, and we've also got the Top Trucker of the Year, and we've got uh, dog tags, and glasses, and a trophy, and all sorts to give away. So I'm, I'm going to go back to this website here, and I'm going to look at... Was it, uh, let's have a, is it last week's winner? No, where, where's he hidden? Last week's winners, here we go. Um, does anybody else fancy reading this out? Is it, I said, what, John, are you there? Mr. Matt? Jawohl. Now, oh, have you ever yeah. heard Eric? Define oh, Eric. To do his Hutton's top drug, a buck naked himself. How do they uh, ask, you know, the, the, yeah, I can do a kind of uh, a rough, I can't, I can't say that I can do an impression of Buck, but I can do but maybe were you an able on of Buck's neighbour. On behalf of Lake on Spaceways to, um, if I ask you questions, maybe in, in the style of Buck to give us a short summary. I've just sent you a link, by the way. I don't know whether you can see the link there. It's popped Yeehaw, up. Yeehaw, I got that link box. Yeehaw! Right, okay. Brought to you by Hutton Top Trucker. Um, how do we install this piece of software in your, your ship? Uh, you go to hot.forthemug.com. That's exactly how you do it, Barney. And there's a darn tootin' new version out today. <laughs> that means it actually counts your exploration data. Yeehaw. It surely does. Yeah. Is it a little late to tell you that I have an actual southern accent because I am southern? Yeah, but see, that would be cheating. That would de- yeah, okay. Mormon. I tell you what. No, we, 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 okay. Buck is Texan, so. Yeah. In, in 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 which case, then you've just well volunteered. I'm just popping up this screen here, and you can take a question each on that basis. Yeehaw. Okay. So for our very first one, well, I'm I'm just dialing up the. Um, Unnecessary Encounters on Discord. Here we go. We've got a message from Icarus Maru. Here we go. There's a link for you on Discord. All right. So the first question I'm going to ask, Yeehaw, representatives from Lake on Spaceways. Um, what was the furthest commander who jumped in week 161 last week and who won last week's uh, most jumped commander and with how far? The furthest jump commander in week 161 was Commander Clapster, who jumped 51,152.31 light years. Now, Ooh. I happen to know that he's also did that in the machine called the Glopper to Glopper to machine. And you're going to have to go and look up which film that's from sometime. Well done, Commander Clapster. Right, now, um, so we're going we're to alternate then. So having done that, which commander sold the most cargo. Which trucker did the most trucking last week? Yeehaw, Commander! Commander Keela Jedrick who <laughs> sold 44... 44 units of cargo. 44,000. 
44,043 Kilo Jedrick. Right, the next one is for the Pixel Bandits. Which trucker earned the most mission points last week? The most mission points earned in week 161 was by Commander Sycon with 516. That's 516 mission points earned. That is an awful lot of trucking. And who was the shootiest commander? Also, Mr. Pixel Bandit, as you're a shooty kind of lot. Um, who? My goodness. I've just seen this one. Who? Who went pew pew the most in. Yeah. Guns at Dawn, commanders. That's Commander Taran4295 with. Hold on to your hats, partners. 146,094,856 credit arenos. Pew, pew, pew. That's just outrageous. I'm speechless there. Right, and we, we've, we've got um, two more to go. So um, we're going to go back to our, our, our genuine southerner now um, for who handed in the most exploration data. Commander Inez, uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. And in a darn tootin' 191,654,020 credits worth of exploration data. Whew. That's nearly enough to raise Epsilon Indy by 0.1%. But congratulations, Aeneas. And the very last one, and you can do this one as well for me. Who took the most passengers? Who was driving the Hutton bus this week? Commander Rompini transported a whopping 795 passengers. So, if you enjoyed hearing your name in this Top Truckers list, now, um, we, we give out a prize for anybody who has mentioned during this, don't we? Does anybody know what the prize is? A decal! Hutton decal! Yes, so if you have heard your name on this here radio show, then you just send us an email message to itookpath at huttonorbital.com, prove that you're you, and you did the do, and we'll send you a Hutton decal for your ship. And in fact, I know some of you already got that one. Uh, Rumpini, I'm looking at you. But I think there's a new name on there. Is Keela Jedrick a new name to the, the Top Truckers? I think I think, I think, think that might be a new Hutton decal winner. Um, so thank you very much, Top Truckers. Now, we've got bonus Top Truckerage. Now, see, I'm going to talk while I'm, I'm clicking on some things here because I have a message from the Major General. <clears throat> Does anybody remember who the Major General is? Nocti, of no, course. No, yeah, the of course Nocti. Yeah. Nocti. How would you describe Nocti? Strongbow, isn't he? Yeah, the very model of a modern Major General. Tall. Obviously, see, see, he is I a knew very fun love of modern major general. I knew if I'd lined that up, somebody would knock it down. Right, okay. So um, I'm going to copy that there, and I am actually going to send this. You see, this is this is multitasking. I'm going to send a copy of that over there, and I'm also going to send a copy of it. You see, you can't see this for those of you watching in black and white. This is all happening in colour, okay? Uh, and I'm going to send a copy of this to there because our guests can help me with this one. So, guests, have you received that list? Yes. Right. Between the two of you, and we're going to go in... We're going to go from sixth place, and then fifth place, and fourth place, in order. But we're going to leave top, top position, uh, and the winner, to, to Flossie. And I'm going to message Flossie as well. So, if you could introduce our top truckers for the whole year. And these aren't top truckers by numbers. These aren't top truckers from the list. These are top truckers as nominated by their fellow Hutton truckers. Um... Could you go through who is in sixth place? And we're going to start with a pixel bandit for sixth place, please. If I can find it in the list, it's the bottom one. The the the, the picture I've just sent you. That one. 
the, 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 the one with the coconut halves and the you know the with this the is coconuts a, and the silly place and, and the airspeed velocity of an unladen yeah did I not just I, I may have just said I don't a complete think so. stranger no I, actually I tell you what I've done I've just sent that <laughs> I've just sent that back to the major general he sent it to me and I've just said here you go major general have it back he'll be happy to confirm so okay <laughs> yes we start, do, we, do we now? want any do we want any silly voices for this one no, well, no I, I haven't got a drum roll either somebody do a drum roll here we go Dr- drum roll in sixth place as nominated by the Hutton Truckers for the last 12 months we have the wonderful David Campbell also known as Commander Montgomery Python was sixth and in fifth place that's you, Icarus. Oh, that sorry. One. In the fifth place, we have Jason Lesser, Commander Terran. The one-man combat weapon that is Terran 4295. Pew, 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 pew. In fifth place, as nominated by your fellow commanders. In fourth place, Mr. Pixel Bandit. We have the indomitable Stuart Walpole, Commander Texas Stew. For all the efforts over in Colonia, thank you very much, Commander Texas Stew. Um, then going over to third place, and I'm pretty sure this one was heavy, really heavy on nominations of the Pixel Bandits, which means Pixel PBSF and Team Hotbox can't talk about this one. It's got to be back down south again. We have Dan Toffam, Commander Short Engineer 78. Then in second place and this was nominated by all the people who use the hut and helper and rely upon it to tell them when they've got the missions wrong and what they're supposed to be doing every single day but um our second place top trucker of the year was the absolutely lovely splendid and tremendous aaron cochran also known as commander I hope I get this right. Interius Fusion. Woohoo! Yes, that is the engineer behind the Hutton Helper and the Hot Dot for the Mug website, as nominated Yay. by the Hutton Truckers. Now, I'm going to lead the first place one to Commander Flossie, because this needs reading by somebody truly epic. Flossie, as nominated by fellow Hutton Truckers this year, who was this year's Hutton Top Trucker? Top Trucker of 2018 or 30 or. Four. Scott Williams, sir. 33 or four. <laughs> that's right. We have Graham McKeague, otherwise known as Commander Graham MK. Right, big round of applause for Graham MK. As nominated by the fellow commanders. Yes, this is for services over and above to the BGS after the retirement of the Major General and during the creation of the custodians and learning all the new BGS and. Um, even flying spaceships from inside a tractor in the middle of a field. Uh, congratulations, Commander Graham MK. If you can send an email, please do itipart.hutmobile.com and prove that you are you, then your trophy for this year, and you do have to give it up at the end of the year to give to somebody no. else, unless it's you again. Um, yes, you... you um, You've been awarded the trophy. Yay! Well done. Now there are some there are some more trophies as well for, for services over and above. And I'm just scrolling down to that one. Tiddly bomb from Commander Evenstar. Here we go. Now Commander Evenstar has also been looking for nominations for people who've gone um, above and beyond. Um, he is giving away some tankards for services to Alvin and his followers exceeding all expectations. He is giving those two. No, I've got to find out the, the legitimately 
the, the tankers will also be going to the Short Engineer 78, that's uh, Mr. Topham, and Commander Marco 2612, Mia Hale, will be getting tankers for services above and beyond. Round of applause. Yay! That was a very quiet Ooh. round of applause. Right, um, there are either dog Ooh. tags or official Hutton business cards, their preference, being sent out to Commander Arcturus Z. Uh, we've got Lady Riverboat, also known as um, Mrs. Oh my goodness, you didn't make us up that volcano, did you? Um, She's a vicious lady. Yes, we have had a nomination <laughs> for Lady El Masri, who will be sent either dog tags oh. or business cards, their preference, and uh, Commander Rampage 737 are all being sent at dog tags courtesy of the Hutton Orbital Productions Division known as Commander Evenstar as nominated by your fellow commanders and approved by Alvin. So if representatives of all those people could get in touch please and let us know who they are and what they want um, then we will send it out to them as well but congratulations to everybody. 